Welcome to the Step Change Podcast with me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. Now, my podcast is about sharing with you those things that you can consider for the step change of your business and therefore the development of your business. And today I'm delighted to be welcomed by Andrew Hancock of Brand Asylum, who's going to share with us his entrepreneurial journey. Welcome, Andrew. Hi, Mike. Thanks for inviting me. As you know from the, this podcast, what we're going to do, we're going to explore some of your highs, some of your lows, some of your reasons why. Um, but but first of all, just tell us a little bit about the business as it is at the moment. Yeah, we're, we're um, Brand Asylum. We're a brand communications agency and we do design and marketing for all sorts of different businesses um, locally, nationally and globally, from launching a gin brand in New Zealand to rebranding um, a, a, a global uh, speed camera network um, and everything in between from cafes to lighting companies to, to everything. So we do the whole range. Great intro. And I guess let's take it now back to the start. So why did you decide to become an entrepreneur in the first place? I wanted to be a designer since I was the age of about six or seven. I loved art. I loved creating things and I loved finding out solutions and how things work best. Um, I went through school. I loved doing the art. I guess it kept me off the maths and English side of stuff. Um, and, and then I went to art college where I really kind of honed my skill at art foundation and did a degree in advertising and marketing. Um, when I was in university, I also set up my own company called Rent-A-Slave. And this was a corporate silver service waiting agency for undergraduates. So my first job to, ironically, was to wait on Mrs. Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher, the, the then prime minister, that shows my age a bit. Um, so with 20 minutes of training in a cafe before the event started, I was out doing corporate silver service. And from there, I was doing big events like Coca-Cola uh, in London and other big corporate events. So that kind of paid through the, my university. And I guess that's where I got my spirit of, I want to do it on my own type thing. And can you remember where you were at that, that moment when you decided... I want to do this for my own. This is what the business I'm going to set up. I think it's it's in terms of brand asylum. Uh, my the history is I, I left you know university. I then got a job in advertising in an agency in Marlow. I then worked up through the ranks and then moved to London as an art director, junior art director. Moved up through the ranks and then became a creative director of an ad agency and working on accounts like Sony, Coca Cola, Guinness, um, Diageo, lots of other big big brand names. Um, and I. I as you get, go out through the ranks, you start, you know, working for other people. You go, actually, I should be doing this myself a little bit. I should go out and find my own clients and then deliver what you want to do in terms of creativity. When you start working for bigger and bigger agencies, the creativity is almost uh, not washed out, but you find it's, you don't have control all the time. I look, for, I look forward to inviting you back to another podcast to talk about that creativity piece, certainly. When you set the business up then, just thinking about your journey, what were sort of first things that you thought you had to consider for your own business? I, I think without a question, it was the trying to get the clients and, and the right type of clients. Um, and follow that, I thought, all right, I'll get the clients and then everything else will follow. What we're really good at is making businesses look great in terms of delivering websites and new branding and you know, creative communications and the strategy and thinking, what we're not so good at as creatives is doing it for our own businesses, mm -hmm. which is ironic. Yeah, it's, I think that's a pretty similar argument that most people say that they're not brilliant at doing their own thing that they're, they're great at. Yeah. So when you then um, sort of like progress that forward, were there, were there any sort of like specifics that you did outside of just trying to promote yourself a new business? You know, was it about registering the company name, taking advice from other people? What other sort of things can you remember doing in your initial first few months, if you like? God, it was, it was a real blur. It's, it's, I know I had two or three clients on the books. So I was busy working with them. 
I was also trying to actually say register, um, come up with a name, come up with a look and feel and come up with a style. I, I think it was, I guess the biggest thing I did was I kind of wrote this checklist I kind of had to go through and go, right, tick that, tick that box, tick that box, whilst still kind of carrying on with kind of, you know, running the business. And I, I think what you find is like that the business of running the business can become all consuming. And it's only more recently since I've been going sort of 12 years that actually you need help and support within running that business as well. You can't do it all yourself. And going back to your, your experience of setting up your own business at, at college, if you like, the, any sort of similarities you've seen sort of like to that business and that sort of like educational experience, if you like, versus the reality of running your business now? Massively. It's all about, and certainly in our business of advertising and marketing, it's all about communication. And it's all about people. And it's all about getting on with, well with people. I've worked with some terrible people. I've also worked with some brilliant people. And you soon realise that when you run your own business, you just want to work with the good people. I love that. I love that. And in terms of, let's let's think the whole business overall, then, the 12, 12 years that you talked about of your entrepreneurial journey, what's been your biggest challenge to date, would you say? The biggest challenge, I think, is not letting go. And I, I mean that in the sense that it's very easy. It's your baby. You always look at it and it wants to be in a certain way. You, had, you set certain standards and you work in a certain way. But really what I wish I'd done sooner is to kind of let it go and, and pass that knowledge on so I could then bring people along the journey with me rather than just keeping it all on, my, it, all on the shoulders. So it's kind of really, you know, just going, actually, it's better to share. Don't keep it all to yourself. Just, you know, share it out. And then what you do is, what is it, a problem? Share is a problem halved? That's the word, say. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a great share that you've just made there because I think that's, uh, for me, many entrepreneurs that I, that I come across, that's their biggest challenge, particularly in the early days, just letting go and and, and trusting other people to do things um, and that it can be done the same way, probably as good. Um, and that's always probably the, the fear. Let's flip it the other side then. What's been the best moment or best moments of running your own business? Without a question, the, the best moment is is having your first pay packet when you run your, your, your own business. It's like you get that first one and you go, right, what am I going to spend that money on? It might not be a lot, but it's the best spend you've ever spent. Um, then in terms of as it moves on, it, it, we put so much work in behind the scenes for our clients in terms of like, you know, when you do pitches, when you create briefs, presentations, proposals, things like that. So what I love is like, you know, when a, when a client comes to us and, and goes, Andrew, we want to do this, but it's a pitch. You then go away, you have a think, you deliver, you come back with a, a proposition and proposal, and then you get that phone call or that email. More often than not, it's a phone call going, guys, we love what you've done. We'd like to hire you now. Yeah, that is certainly a buzz feeling, isn't it? Certainly yeah. a buzz feeling. And in terms of if there was one tip that you'd give others that wanted to follow a, a similar entrepreneurial journey, what, what would that tip be? Don't wait until it's too late. Go for it. I, I'm a firm believer that if you do what you do, if you love what you do, sorry, it will not feel like a job. It'll be a journey. It won't feel like a job. It won't be like a nine to five. And I think that's the other thing about being an entrepreneur or running your own business. There is no nine to five. It's a constant. You're always working on it in, in every way you can. Um, but don't leave it too late. If you think you've got an idea, run with it. And if you've got a passion for it, it'll succeed, guaranteed. And, and reflected again across your time period, you know, is there any one thing that you've perhaps done that you would never do again? There's lots of things I'd never do again. <laughs> um, I don't think there's, there's the one thing. I think it's, I think if every mistake 
is a learning and you know you, you've got to make mistakes to learn and especially in business the question is having that support around you and the, the other people who trust in you to to go on that journey with you so if they make them those mistakes they'll pick you up and go Angie that's not such a bad thing you know you've learned from that carry on you're going to be better from it so I don't think a mistake's ever a bad thing yeah. So again, another thing I'm always talking to my clients about is whatever you do gives you an outcome. It's what you do with that outcome that you decide upon, whether you repeat it, ditch it, or tweak it and improve it. That, that's right. Yeah. Fantastic. And what motivates you then on a day by day basis? Because I know you're quite a motivational character. So what motivates you individually day by day? The thing that gets me up, I guess, are having three children at quite a young age, and that's quite hard work at times. But in terms of all the business, it's it's the diversity of work I do for clients. You know, I, I, yesterday morning I was on a, a call to New Zealand for two and a half hours, you know, rebranding and launching this new gin, which is going to be fantastic and understanding that and making that work and the time differences. And then you jump on a call that you, you're designing a website and a web page for, a, you know, a finance company. And then, you know, two hours later, you're designing a brochure for a, for a coffee chain. And it, it, there's uh, clients really motivate me because it's so diverse in terms of what we do. Mm, mm, mm. So you're motivated by diversity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And also I think the, uh, I'm passionate about design and creativity and I hate it when I see stuff and people show me and go, Oh, look at this. It looks great. I go, no, it doesn't. It doesn't look great. And what are you trying to say? It's all confusing. And they go, Oh yeah, now you've mentioned it to me. It doesn't work. Does it? And I, I just want things to be actually work, do what they're meant to do. Yeah, that, that, that's so clear in every conversation we have. So bring it back to the existing business, just the final question then, what's next for Brand Asylum and, and Andrew Hancock? I think the next stage is definitely to, to grow and get bigger, become more diverse, offer more. Um, I, I work with uh, some amazing strategic partners that you know all incredibly talented. And I think when we come together, we can create a really, really engaging strong outcome for any client you know whether they want a, a new website whether they want a new rebrand whether they want you know a, a a video done for their next virtual you know um conference whether they you know whatever they want it's it, i want to be able to offer them that service as as a whole and that doesn't come from me myself but that means that i have to expand and grow even further Fantastic. Well, good luck with all, all those plans. And thank you again for, for joining me today for a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Thank you, Mike. That's been great. So you've been listening to the Step Change podcast with me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor, and today's guest, Andrew Hancock of Brand Asylum. Uh, thank you again for tuning in for this latest podcast. Please do subscribe to uh, my podcast via one of the players, and you'll be one of the first to know next time I launch my next episode.